Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. It's that time once again on NFL Sunday. Who's in? Who's out? Impact betting and fantasy for basically every single player. Actives, inactives on You Better You Bet. Countdown to kickoff. All right, countdown to kickoff rolls on here. Ken, I was looking for one other piece of information, which I now have. Uh, Sure. DeMar Hamlin inactive again for the Buffalo Bills. Okay. So that was like yeah. that was which, which doesn't really doesn't really impact like betting around um, the, the game today, but impacts sure. like comeback player of the year market. Do you have anything I want to say on Hamlin in that market before we move on? I mean, it's just uh, it feels like a little bit of delaying the inevitable. I, I think he will be active at some point this season, just almost for the story itself, like play in one game at least, or you know play on special teams, record some snaps, uh, with obviously all the all the stuff that's followed him through the offseason, making the roster and everything. But yeah, just uh, you know, if you listen to our show during the week, you know uh, he is a big favorite to win comeback player of the year. And uh, although I like the story is incredible, and if he plays, it's remarkable, and they can definitely honor him a lot of different ways this year. He's also raised a bunch of awareness for CPR and everything. Uh, I, it just doesn't seem like he is actually the most likely player to win comeback player of the year. And everyone just kind of thinks this is like a done deal and we're just, everyone's just going to vote for him. And I just think that's very unlikely. So the players that I've targeted uh, in that market are Matthew Stafford, uh, Baker Mayfield and Chase Young. Uh, if you price shop them, all of them are 30 to one or better at different sports books still right now going into today's games. Chase Young got that a lot yesterday, but you can still find pretty big prices on him. Uh, I would say it is an award opinion that I am the most confident about. All right. So that is comeback player of the year. Damar Hamlin, again, inactive today for the Buffalo Bills. We'll start with the Saints and Packers, actives and inactives. And Ken, I want to go into to like jump in here with market analysis of this game because this is happening in real time. As we told you in the last segment, Christian Watson and Aaron Jones are both out today for the Green Bay Packers. Both had practiced on Friday. Neither will play. I think the beneficiary for Green Bay in their passing game is Jaden Reed over the middle of the field. Green Bay's rookie slot receiver, A.J. Dillon, will be the Packers lead back today. I think he's brutal. I would never bet any props on A.J. Dillon. I think he runs like he's in molasses. I think this is a big deal for the Packers to once again be without Watson and Jones. And it's not just those two. Left tackle David Bakhtiari is also out. Elton Jenkins is on IR. He's going to miss some time for the Packers on the offensive line. And number one cornerback Jair Alexander, who presumably would be in a shadow coverage of Saints. Number one wide receiver Chris Olave. Alexander's out also. Ken, what do we have here in the betting market with the Saints and the Packers? And then I'll run through the rest of the actives and inactives. Yeah, it was so funny because we did this almost as breaking news in the last segment that that those guys were all not going to play for the Packers. And just to kind of pull back the curtain, usually when you look at an odds board on Sunday, uh, you know, a couple hours before the game, a lot of times you'll see movement that will like precede the inactives. Like you'll see a couple games get bad and you'll be like, well, why is that? Ha-? And then the inactives will come out and you're like, oh, like that's why I got that. It's very rare to see the market 
almost just have to like react like, wait, what? Like who's out on Sunday? At least during the middle of the week, this happens all the time. And so I say that because there was no market, like the tweets go out, Green Bay's without all these players for like three to four minutes, nothing happens. Couple books pull the number, but every book that keeps the number open, it's just still Packers minus one, Packers minus one and a half. Then it was almost like a delayed response today where money started coming in on the Saints and kept coming in on the Saints and kept coming in on the Saints. The Saints are now at least a one. So we've had the favorite flip in this game. Now Saints by one. It is worth noting the first Saints one and a half has already appeared on the board and the ones are getting bet. So the question that will probably come up in this game is where does it stop? And you would imagine this would not get to Saints minus three. As we mentioned in the last segment, that's a very key number where people would probably really want to bet the Packers plus three in the game. But could it close two or two and a half? Again, this is about as bad of an injury report as you can have short of a quarterback injury uh, for a team like the Packers. Uh, total dropping also um, correspondingly with Green Bay and New Orleans? Not really. and the, But I, the only reason I say that, just the total was already so low in this game. Open 42 and a half was like 41, 41 and a half. I mean, maybe a couple nibbles on the under since we've had the news come out, but like heavy movement toward the Saints where you and I talked about it, like, and people don't have to make this bet, but it's just funny that you could have six point teased the Saints this morning up through three and seven which is usually a pretty valuable teaser, like depending on the price that you get, you could have gotten them to Saints plus seven and a half in some places. And now it looks like at the start of this game, you're going to be able to tease the Packers up through three and seven and get Packers plus seven and a half almost for sure. Uh, you don't see that in games very often on the day of the game to be able to get two teasers like that. And perhaps some of us are, are looking to do just that. Maybe perhaps. one of those people is me. <laughs> Like, look, looking for, please, like, give me a Packers one and a half so I can get both sides of this. Um, Ken, another game, let's go to the the next game we'll do for actives and inactives, where you could have potentially done this at some point over the week as well, is the Chargers and the Vikings in Minnesota. So Austin Eckler is out for the Chargers. We knew that a couple days ago. Joshua Kelly will be the Chargers' lead running back today. And I know some people might be off Josh Kelly because last week he bombed against Tennessee. Just, Just say... The Titans' defensive fronts and the Vikings' defensive front are are not the same. They're not the same thing. So, like, I'm not saying Josh Kelly's going to have 200 yards rushing, just that much better environment for Josh Kelly to succeed today against the Vikings than it was last week against the Tennessee Titans. We got a big-time surprise inactive here, and I guess it's only surprising because of his salary. J.C. Jackson's inactive today for the Chargers. He's a healthy scratch. Remember, the Chargers gave him that huge money contract in free agency, signing him away from the Patriots. Looks like this was another, like, the Bill Belichick thing here. Great with the Patriots and terrible elsewhere. Jackson is a healthy scratch, and you might hear or read that and think, wow, like bad news for the Chargers defense. Is it? (laughs) I'm not so so sure it is that this guy's already allowed a billion points. Yep. Nowhere, to, nowhere to go but up, you know, in terms of their ratings. Yeah. Uh, good news for the Chargers defense. Joey Bosa is active. Joey Bosa will play. On the Vikings side, bad news here. Garrett Bradbury, their starting center, um, he is out. He missed the Thursday night game as well against the Eagles in week number two. Uh, Bradbury, a really good player. Bradbury is out. And Cam Akers, we, we thought this would be the case. Uh, the Vikings trading for Akers midweek from the Rams. Akers is inactive, locking Alexander Madison into the Vikings running back one spot for at least one more week. Ty Chandler will be the main backup. I will talk about Chandler and Madison prop king to start next hour. You better you bet Nick and Ken countdown to kickoff week three NFL Sunday. All the actives and inactives here for the early slate of games. Let's go to the Titans and the Browns. DeAndre Hopkins. I feel like this will be a theme at least early in the season. Hopkins doesn't practice during the week. He's listed as questionable on the injury report, and then we hit game day, and he's active, and he's going to play. The same thing happened last week. DeAndre Hopkins is active and will be Ryan Tannehill's number one receiver today in a 
a really tough matchup on the road in Cleveland. For the Browns, Amari Cooper is active. He got a full practice in on Friday. Cooper was not 100% on Monday night against the Steelers and still played really well. He'll be Deshaun Watson's number one wide receiver today. And Jerome Ford officially takes over as the Browns' number one running back today. Kareem Hunt was signed earlier in the week. Hunt is going to be active today. Um, showed up to uh, the Brown Stadium in like a Nick Chubb jersey supporting his friend Nick Chubb. Obviously, they had been teammates the last couple years. Kevin Stefanski saying Jerome Ford is the number one running back. You watched the game on Monday when Chubb exited. Jerome Ford, to me, looked awesome. And I feel like if you're watching the game and your eyes work, like you, you probably thought the same thing. Ford will be Cleveland's number one running back today. Falcons and the Lions. A um, couple important pieces of injury news for the Lions at these skill positions. They're going to be without two starting offensive linemen, Decker and Vitae, but they will have both of their number, uh, their top two receivers, Amon Ross St. Brown and Josh Reynolds, both active. Both guys will play today. Amon Ross St. Brown, the big one there, catching passes from Jared Goff. David Montgomery, officially inactive, as we suspected he would be. He is inactive. It'll be Jameer Gibbs, it'll be Craig Reynolds, and it'll be Bam Knight in the Lions' backfield for Atlanta, Jeff Okuda, cornerback, is active. That helps on the outside a little bit um, up against Josh Reynolds a little bit. I don't think he's really that great of a player. Um, Broncos. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Revenge game for Okuda. Maybe revenge for the Lions, who took him third overall, and then he was not very good for them. <laughs> Matt, shout out to Matt Patricia. Uh, Broncos and the Dolphins. We told you earlier in the show, we knew yesterday, Jalen Waddell is out for Miami. Uh, also, Salvan Ahmed is out for Miami. Mostert's um, backup running back in Miami. Jeff Wilson is still on IR. That means it might finally be. Devin A-Shane time. A-Shane is the backup running back today to Raheem Mostert. We'll talk about A-Shane coming up in the Prop King segment. Miami will also have Teron Armstead, uh, two at the left tackle, who doesn't protect to his blind side, but still really important on the Dolphins' offensive line. Armstead will make his season debut today for the Dolphins. He is active. For the Patriots and the Jets, we found out yesterday Dwayne Brown placed on IR for the Jets, their starting left tackle. Makai Becton goes from right tackle to left tackle today. And Becton obviously was drafted to be a left tackle, was great early in his career, then battled injuries and inconsistency. The Jets are going to need Becton to step up big time today, protecting the blind side of Zach Wilson up against Bill Belichick's defense. Texans and the Jaguars, Zay Jones officially ruled out. We expected that that would be the case. Top two receivers will be Ridley and Kirk. Evan Engram gets a bump as well. And for the Texans, they are without left tackle Laramie Tunsil, star, star safety Jalen Petrie, and number one cornerback Derek Stingley. For the Colts and the Ravens, we knew the laundry list of players out for Baltimore. Among them, Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Williams, Justice Hill, Odell Beckham, Ronnie Stanley, Tyler Linderbaum. So all those players are out, as expected. For Indy, they get a bump on their offensive line. Quentin Nelson will play. Starting center, Ryan Kelly is out, though, going up against that Ravens defensive front. Moving to the 4 o'clock games, the afternoon slate, just with what we know right now. DK Metcalf is expected to play right now for Seattle. Not official, but the insider um, tweets overnight that Metcalf is expected to play. Andy Dalton starts in place of Bryce Young. For the Bears and the Chiefs, Isaiah Pacheco and Kadarius Toney, both listed as questionable, both expected to play per the, uh, per the reporting in the overnight. And the Cowboys and Cardinals... Dallas might be without three starting offensive linemen in this game, so this is something to monitor if you're looking to bet this game coming up a little later with Tyler Smith, not Tyron. Tyler Smith, Tyler Biotis, and Zach Martin all listed as questionable for the Cowboys. Something to keep in mind, monitor that as we approach kickoff of the, uh, of the afternoon slate. And then the Steelers and the Raiders coming up tonight. Jacoby Myers missed week two with a concussion. He was awesome in week one for the Raiders on the road in Denver. Jacoby Myers going to be back in the lineup tonight for Las Vegas, helping Jimmy Garoppolo, Devontae Adams and the passing game in Vegas. 
And those are, for, for what we got right now, your actives and inactives thus far, Ken, for week three good. NFL Sunday. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, um, a pretty, uh, he, pretty good run through there. A lot, a lot going on. Uh, yeah, in ter- I mean, in terms of the betting markets, we always like to see, you know, can we uh, can we marry some of these line moves with some of the injury news you gave out? I think, you know, a lot of people thought Baltimore was already going to be a very injured team going into that game against Indianapolis. Colts got bet a lot of the week. That's still hanging out at Baltimore seven and a half. Um, we mentioned Houston had gotten bet a lot this week. That's still kind of like hanging on to seven and a half for dear life. And just to update real quick, the Saints and the Packers game. We talked about how that got bet up to Saints one, one and a half. Seemed like it might keep going. Uh, board's been really quiet on that game in the last five minutes. So you got the original injury move. Oh my God, the Packers are going to be without Watson and Aaron Jones and Bakhtiari and Jair Alexander. What's going to happen to the point spread? Well, the Saints did become favorites. Packers were a small favorite. Now Saints are one, one and a half. But that looks like maybe all it is. Looks like maybe not a lot more movement going on in that game, at least not yet. Uh, and the total is still very low in that game, 41 and a half. Just a subjective conversation to end our number one. Do you think the Saints should be three-point road favorites with all these guys out for Green Bay? I don't like the idea of Saints having to win by margin to cover a bet if they couldn't do it against Carolina on Monday Night Football. So, like, I, and that's like the worst team going right now, even Arizona. So, I, you know, two and a half I think is okay. Basically, just needing them to win with a little extra built in. I think three probably too much. Hour one done. Hour two for you coming up on the other side. Hour two will feature our best bets for every game side in total. Hour two will give you the underdog money line parlay. Hour two will give you teasers. We can't wait for it, but we will start coming up next hour with Thy Royal Prop King. All the props for today's slate of games here on Countdown to Kickoff.